all of the other stuff didn't matter. The marketing, the sales, how they acquired customers, because the leader was the wrong person. There's so much more effort someone will give if it is not seen as the job, but the thing that they enjoy doing with their life. My methodology or like my framework is just human first. So it's like when you put the human above them as an employee, above you as their employer. I think that's been fundamentally what's allowed us to continue building teams and attracting talent much smarter than us. Where do you see leadership in the role of your incredible success? This is Entrepreneurs The Playbook, where each week I bring you some of the greatest athletes, celebrities, and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success. And I have so many different topics to talk about. And the one that I chose was probably the most important to me as an entrepreneur and most difficult as I've gone 35 years of running, investing, and building businesses, acquiring and losing them and going back to all of it again. And it's team building. That in the end, through all the businesses that I have, it's really about people and how to be a leader to build those teams. Where do you see leadership in the role of your incredible success? One in three business strategies that are set out to be executed are actually executed. Two out of three are not, they actually fail. And the difference between that is what McKinsey would define as the soft stuff, which is people, culture, talent acquisition. By us focusing on people first and that always being like people over strategy because people are who execute strategy, that's been how we've been able to do what we do. I also think that it comes from a place of actually caring. My methodology or like my framework is just human first. So it's like when you put the human above them as an employee, above you as their employer, I think that people can feel that and they can hear it throughout the conversations. They can see it in your actions and how you treat people, how you respond to what they do in the organization. And so I think that's been fundamentally what's allowed us to continue building teams and attracting talent much smarter than us. Layla's taught me a lot about this because when we first got together, I was like the entrepreneur and I had, I think, five gyms at the time. Layla was a personal trainer and I was like, come join my thing. We're going to do this, all this stuff together. And she was always talking about team and people. And I was like, right. Anyway, <laughs> so marketing, sales, offer pricing, the stuff that like tends to be more my wheelhouse, the hard stuff. I had only been able to make like two or $3 million a year as like my personal cap as an entrepreneur. It was only once Layla came in that everything kind of blew up after that. And so first it was pure people, but the hard stuff. And then it was, okay, there's culture and their strategy and they're equally important. And I would say now we just see them as culture is strategy. And so that's kind of how things have evolved for us and us being on the same page in terms of how we grow companies. And so we see it as build people and the people build the company. More nowadays than ever, like a lot of people get into entrepreneurship and they've never had a job. And I think that one thing that I feel blessed is that I had both amazing jobs and awful jobs. And the difference was the boss. When we started the company, there's an external vision an internal vision. And I think that Alex held the external vision of the company and I held the internal vision. And my vision was always for the internal. I want to make this a place where people are paid well and truly want to show up to work every day and actually enjoy it. And not the BS that everyone says, but that, but like they actually do because that's what I've always wanted for myself. And I know how it feels. And I felt like I was able to be myself. I was able to do better work. I was a better performer. A good instance is that I worked at a gym and it was the top performing gym and it had an amazing leader, amazing person. He was very much like human first. He left to go start a different organization and they brought in a new leader, ruled by fear, yelled at everybody, cursed at everybody. I left, five other people left, went from the highest performing gym in the region to the lowest performing within three months. So for me, that was like a hallmark moment in my life of realizing all of the other stuff didn't matter. The marketing, the sales, how they acquired customers, because the leader was the wrong person and he ruled by fear. And that made all the difference in the world to me. And so when Alex was like, this is what I want to build, I was like, well, I know what it looks like when it's wrong. So let's just <laughs> not do that. Yeah. And I just put my full focus into 
trying to build what I knew, what would create what I had felt when I was in that job where I felt truly safe. I think for me personally, it was uh, when I saw her take over teams that I was running and made them work a lot better <laughs> than when I was running them. And just seeing that over and over again, because I think when Layla joined me, it was the first time that I felt relief as an entrepreneur, where I felt like, oh, not only does this person have this, but they are doing it better than me. And so I think like earlier entrepreneurs and some of the smaller companies that we work with, like there's a belief set of like, no one can do it as well as me. And I think when you pay people really poorly and you attract poor talent and you have a bad brand, that probably is true. But the better you treat people, the more you attract A-level talent, the more it's actually like they will do it better than you. And then you're more like just ingratiated towards them. Like, I'm just very grateful that you still want to work here. And it right. kind of shifts the power dynamic to much more collaborative. And so that's all been her. And honestly, I, like this is not my wheelhouse. Like Layla is the reason that all the companies that we have have scaled. They're the reason that we've been able to you know, grow a lot of companies. It's been her. It's been the soft stuff. And she just gets how people tick very well. Layla, what, what's his superpower? Alex has unwavering belief in what we set out to do, in me, in himself, in the mission. And like while, while he's saying all that, I'm thinking to myself, like, but I could never have done it if he didn't believe in me more than I believed in myself. And that's what he has always given me. And I, I like to think we do that for each other, but he's, it's his superpower. Like he does it for so many people. He can instill belief in those people in a bigger mission, in themselves, in the people around them to like an extent that I've never seen before. And he will literally not stop at anything. Like I've never seen someone work as hard as Alex does at mastering making that belief come to life. So for example, like his book, like I think people underestimate, they're like, oh yeah, I wrote a book. I'm like, okay. So if it was like, I mean, every day from 4 a.m. until noon or one, until we have meetings, writing the book. Like, and so it's really easy for me to feel excited to create a place where people are you know, coming to work every day, they're excited to work when I also have a partner who's working so hard on the other side. And I think the, the reason we've been able to be successful is because we both appreciate each other's strength. You know, people often say that, you know, the, the world and the problems don't get easier, we get better. I'm just curious from your guys' perspective, who do you feel like you had to become in this journey, like who you are success today, specifically as how you show up for your team? You know, I think I switched from being a dictator. When Layla first came into my world, just to give you like context in terms of like what change is possible, clients would run through the lobby because they were afraid to talk to me. No, like really, like people, I had a closed door, like I had a closed door policy, which was don't open it. Um, and I very much just, you know, and so if I, it was basically like, if I don't talk to you, it's good. That was kind of how everything ran. It was hundred percent based on fear. And it was because I didn't know any better. And it was the fastest way I could get compliance. Like I didn't understand how, like, okay, well, carrot doesn't work fast enough. I don't understand it. Fear. Got it. They did the thing. And then that's what I kind of optimized towards. But what I lacked was what we like to call it discretionary effort, which is there's so much more effort someone will give if it is not seen as the job, but the thing that they enjoy doing with their life. And then all of the innovative capability of the individual gets unlocked if they feel safe and they feel heard. All the stuff that you know I used to just think was management hoodoo, uh, and only when I experienced it for the first time and seeing people just crush in ways that I never had thought with ideas I didn't think of, that I, in terms of the person that I shifted to, was much more like, I wonder what they think about this thing, rather than coming in with a plan and thinking, I'm gonna sell everyone on my idea. It was more like, here's the problem I'm trying to solve. What do y'all think? And then we get a lot of real feedback because people are allowed to be heard. And then in a real way, we're like, Neil, that was a great idea. I was like, that was better than mine. <laughs> um, and then we come up to with much better decisions. So that was, for me, it was listening more, which was tough. And then honestly being proven wrong over and over again that the team did have better ideas than I did. How would you describe your identity as a leader now? We had this conversation last night. Um, 
because I was I was basically saying like you're the reason all this stuff is happening. But I think that for me it's been I'm really good, really good. I'm I'm better at leading the idea of like kind of the movement that we're trying to get behind and being able to like message that and communicate that well externally and to a degree internally. I think it was really becoming the person who could cast that vision, which sounds really lame. That's why I think she's really the one who does all this stuff. But um, but like really believing that, and I think that's where a lot of the work comes in. Is like what do I believe to be true, and what do I want to make true? in the world. And so I think that's what we tried to build with this company compared to some of the other companies that we built in the past, which, you know, transparently, the first companies we have, the mission was like, don't be broke. Um, and so <laughs> went full steam ahead on that. You know what I mean? In the early ones. Good but, idea. You yeah, nailed it. Right. Uh, but now it's, it's something that I feel like we can get behind. And because of that, we are able to attract talent that otherwise we would never have been able to attract before.